So thank you so much. This was a, a great week. This place was full of activity and stories about God. And this week is also a very exciting week because it's Father's Day. So we get to have Jesus giving his dad talk um, to the disciples. The story continues in Matthew to talk about you're going to go out and you're going to be like sheep among what? Wolves, right? You're going to be like sheep among wolves. So you got to be wise. You got to be like serpents. Is this a dad talk or what? Like this is just like a dad talk. So it's very appropriate. You got to be clever like serpents. And then we're still on the way, right? We're still talking about following Jesus on the way. The faith is not a destination, but a journey. And we, all of us, are captivated by this idea that faith is every step along that journey. Faith is about living into this identity of following Jesus. Every step is part of the journey. So um, I was trying this week as I was working with the little ones to uh, link all these things together. And uh, Father's Day, VBS on the way. My brain, I don't know if you know this, it's a jumbled mess full of synthesis and connections. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. So uh, I thought instead what I'd do is focus on a word. A word that's present in our scriptures, but also a word that's present in all those things. A word that connects those things. A word that we hear in the text today, in this reading, that Jesus is moved by this word, this emotion. What's the word? Jesus is moved by his compassion. Compassion was the word that I thought stuck out the most. Jesus is moved by his compassion, an emotion, a powerful one. And I think emotions are oftentimes, I'll say in our culture, they're critiqued. But this emotion is truly powerful. Um, Jesus being moved by this means something to us. Because it's not just this story that uh, Jesus is moved to compassion. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus is moved repeatedly by this emotion compassion moves him to act compassion is this thing that overtakes him that goes jesus moved by his compassion sometimes it's pity or concern his love for the people moves him to act but that's actually not the first time that's talked about in scriptures it's actually compassion is a characteristic of our god as well so in vbs um we talked about Exodus. We covered all these stories of God providing. You guys heard that it was a food truck party. Right. Okay, good. So <laughs> uh, God is moved by compassion repeatedly. In this story, there's a lot of times where God is moved by that emotion. In fact, in Exodus, the first description God gives to the Israelites, the first description of God that is um, embodied, that the people understand is Something that we all know actually very well when we describe God. God's first descriptor is, I am compassionate. And then it says, I'm slow to anger. And then it says, I'm abounding in, what is it, church? You guys are so good. You guys are so good. You know this. You know the character of God. It shows how much we talk about this God who is compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Compassion is the first word used by God to describe God's own self. I am compassionate. That's the first thing God wants us to know. That's no small thing. God's first thing isn't, I'm all-knowing. 
God's first thing is, I am compassionate. I am abounding in steadfast love. That is really powerful. And the word used in the Hebrew text is rachum. Rachum, right? That's what compassion means. God is motivated by this rachum, this love, this compassion. We see people in slavery and God goes, I am moved by my rachum to deliver them to freedom. Then they're out in the wilderness and they're hungry, right? We heard that the first day of the food truck party, that they were hungry. So moved by his rachum, God goes, I will feed my people. So what does he, what does he give them? Manna from heaven. Manna in the morning, in the quail every night. That's right. That's right. So moved by this rachum, God provides. It doesn't stop there. When they need water, hits a stone, God provides water because of his compassion. When they need a leader, when they need guidance, where do we go in this wilderness? There's a pillar of fire because God doesn't want his children to be lost. God is moved by this compassion to help God's people along the way. God is motivated by an emotion. Has anyone heard of emotions being the wrong thing to enter into a decision-making process? You've heard this before. Show of hands who's heard this before. You don't want emotions. You don't want those. The wisdom is you should not let emotions decide what you're going to do or not going to do. Emotions are bad. Jesus is from this Greek society. Wisdom comes actually from a lack of emotion, right? We're kind of Greek too. We're motivated by that same thing. Wisdom shouldn't, shouldn't come from this reactive decision-making based on emotions. We've heard it. Don't make decisions based on emotions. We should calculate our decisions properly. Emotional decisions are made in haste, and they're irrational. Emotions cloud the decision-making process. Cold calculations are needed for good decisions. And you know what? That's not entirely wrong. What's that saying we have? Facts don't care about your feelings, right? Nice guys finish last. These are sayings that we have about good things, caring, thoughtful decisions, and that doesn't help you. So what are we to make of that? What are we to make of this idea that emotions are bad, but God's first description of God's self is this emotion of compassion. And I was struck by another word. Alongside the word rahum, Rahum is similar to another Hebrew word called rachem. Rahum, rachem. Rahem means womb. A womb, a mother's womb. A womb, that thing that we all come from, a thing that we are born of, a womb. Womb carries a lot of connotation. It carries with it undeniably feelings, these Stomach decisions, right? These gut decisions. Think of the feelings associated with the word womb. The feelings of a parent towards a child. It's about protecting what is, what is a vulnerable. Loving something before you even meet the thing because it's felt in the womb. I don't have one, but I've heard rumors <laughs> that you care for what's growing in that rechem, that room, that womb. A love that is powerful between a parent and a child. And I think of the Father's Day connection, which is obvious. But I want to think again about, maybe it's because I've been telling these stories all week, but I'm struck again by VBS. 
Think about this past week. I think about it more than just the bigger biological connection between child and parent. Forty-some volunteers, nearly 50 volunteers, for what reason? They give of their time, their talents, to come do what? To run VBS? Sure. Help Jen Jarman? Where is Jen Jarman, right? We want to help Jen. We want to be a part of that. We want to work with Jen. But that's not really what motivates, is it? The reason we come to VBS is we want to take part in something good. They want to be a part of something that the kids want to be a part of. And what that thing is, that thing that motivates the action of caring for children, is there's no better word than compassion, a love, a concern, a care. You know what? This is meaningful. That's the power that I think moves people is meaning, importance, protection, value, something about it, recognizing that this work we do feeds, blesses, helps kids. And you know what? Beyond that, it helps families as well to walk in their faith. You may not be parents, all of you who volunteer for VBS, but you are spiritual parents. You're helping people form their faith. Jesus sees himself as a spiritual parent. A parent to the people, a good shepherd. He says, I gotta act, I gotta do something. So the question I'm left with, knowing what's good, rakum, compassion, being one of the primary identifiers of God is, is compassion a primary identifier of us? As people of God. Are we defined by our compassion? Because God wishes to be defined by God's compassion. His love. Are we? We wonder if emotion should really define us. But the truth is, a mission can be both, right? Wise and compassionate. Something can be wise and compassionate, correct? Yeah, it can be. Something can be calculated. And it could also be the right thing to do. God calls Matthew, as Lauren pointed out last week. Matthew is a cold and calculating tabulator. He's a tax collector. It's even reiterated here. Matthew, the tax collector. Remember, he's a counter. We have some counters here? Yeah, counters. They exist. Right? And those are good. Pragmatists cold hard and calculating but god uses that cold hard and calculating beyond the cold and hard stuff but towards the warm and loving stuff the rechem the womb the loving stuff for compassionate care yes to absolutely make wise decisions i'm super grateful for being counters because i count terribly god is grateful for them as well we are called to be more than just feelers sheep to the slaughter uh it's continued in matthew you're so gonna be like sheep sent out amongst wolves we're more than sheep meant to be devoured by wolves we are called as it continues to be wise wise like serpents right we're called to be like sheep not wolves true but we aren't just concerned with mathematical equations we are compassionate people i'll say it loud and clear compassion is a non-negotiable if we want to call ourselves people of God. If God defines God's self as compassionate, we, as God's people, should be compassionate as well. And that means we're thoughtful and wise. Wise and considerate. There is a way to be both, and that's hard work. 
but that work is worthy. It's good work. So brothers and sisters, as we gather in the name of this good shepherd, I wonder what it would be like for us to be known by that feature of compassion. What if good shepherd was known for the same thing that God was known for? What if good shepherd was known for how they love daringly, how they love confidently, how they love doggedly, without giving up, without ceasing, unrelenting in their pursuit of the way of Jesus, knowing they will make mistakes, but those mistakes, they'll always seek to remedy them with love, with compassion. What if instead of being known as members of Good Shepherd, we were known as Good Shepherds? Caring, loving, compassionate. Because I've seen glimpses of what that looks like this week. I've seen the little kids who have been loved cared for. I've seen how the families are affected by that love, by that care, by that compassion. And I think God has great things in store for people that are defined by that. For that I say, amen. Thanks be to God.